0: You are listening to Beyond The Score. Insights and tips to help you move forward in your music career. By Millicent Stevenson. A good photographer can capture your attitude, your image, your brand in a snap. And that picture will last a long time. And be just right for your press kit. It will also be your foot soldier to win you business while you sleep. (laughs) Because that's what happens. People are making decisions about you when you're not there. And that photograph in your press kit could be the thing that makes or breaks that deal. Hi, I'm Millicent Stevenson. And today I want to give you seven tips for getting that A-list photograph for your press kit. Now, it does start with your photographer. You have got to, number one, look at their work. So important. A lot of people have a camera. You know, we've got cameras on our phones and people have got some really great super duper phones that can take really fantastic shots. But can they handle it? You know, can they really capture the essence of what they're looking at? Not many photographers can do that. Um, I've been privileged to work with some really great photographers. And I've also had um, photographs from people who are not so good, but they're, you know, they're very um, enthusiastic about their work. But when you look at it, it doesn't quite jump off the page. So what you need to do is check out their portfolio, whether it's online or offline, And think about what it is you are seeing. Do you get a sense of purpose from that photograph? Are you moved by the photograph? Are they just really good at shooting foods and animals and children? Or are they good at doing studio work? Or is it just live shots that they're really great at? And have they shot bands or choirs or soloists or duos? These are the kind of things you've got to ask. These are the kind of things you've got to pick up on and go with your gut feeling. If this person isn't right for you, that's fine. Find somebody else. Just get comfortable with that person because they're going to be all up in your face with their camera, getting that great shot. And you've got to be comfortable with them from the get go. Number two, pricing. Now, I know if you're just starting out, you're thinking, I haven't got a lot of money, you know, I've got to keep it cheap. I remember my first photographer a few years ago charged me £150 and at that time I was semi-professional as a musician. I didn't have a lot of money but I was asked over and over again for a good photograph for flyers and brochures and I just needed to have something as well. I had my EP coming up so I needed something for that. So uh, we negotiated a deal and that was fine and so that's what I paid. However, if 150 isn't kinda you, you can always go the other end and and contact the universities and the media students who've got great photography skills who need to do certain shoots for their portfolio. And that can be a win-win, you know, they're doing it for their coursework and you need it for what you're doing. So the fee's going to be a little bit cheaper than the professional photographer. But again, check out their work and just make sure you're happy with what you're seeing. And of course, if you wanna go even cheaper still, you might have a mate with a great phone or a, a great camera who's just really passionate about photography and they're very good at it. And they might just do it for a beer or a little bit of petrol money or something like that. I mentioned 150, but hey, photographers can go north of 300 pounds just for a really good one. I wanna say really good, they know their onions. You look at their work, you go, this is the person for me. They're gonna do it. Number three, location and background. Now, it's all very well having you in the photograph, but what's going on behind you? That's important. Now, you should get a couple with a neutral background. So if you're in a studio, you want to get some neutral white background, gray background, you know, whatever your photographer advises for your skin tone. But you want to get something that's quite neutral because those are the ones you can use quite comfortably for, you know, the journals and for the flyers and brochures and things for your gig. Um... But then you might want to get some with a different background, you might want to get something that's a little bit more colorful or you might want to go to, you know, on location to the park, you know, and get some shots in the park. If your genre of music really relates to that, or you might want to go to where there's a lot of graffiti, especially if you're into like R&B rap, you know, you might want to go where there's graffiti and flats and canals and stuff just to kind of get that little edgy thing. Um, But that can also work in a classical field. If you want to sort of get that sort of edge on the classical music, that can work. Um, If you're into gospel music, you might be thinking of uh, certain church locations, for example, that, you know, you just want to have that in the background. But whatever it is, think about the background. That's really, really important. And talk to your photographer about that. And just to see what it is they need to do these location shots or just to keep it in the studio. Number four. Now to you. You've got to look good. This is a day when you've got to get your hair done and your face done and your nails done and you think about your outfit and you're thinking about what you're wearing on your feet. Even if you're just doing headshots, I would say dress from head to toe because in that shoot, you never know when the photographer might say, Oh, let's try something a bit different. I know you're booked to come do headshots, but I really fancy trying something a bit different, which is what happened to me on my last uh, photo shoot. And thankfully, I was dressed properly, but I was comfortable. If you've only sort of thought about what you're wearing on your top half and then you're wearing scruffs on the bottom half, you're going to be so uncomfortable to try something new because you're always wondering have they shot a bit further down? Oh, they're going to have to Photoshop that, aren't they? Oh, I didn't want them to do that. And you're going to have that in your mind. You're not going to be relaxed. So head to toe, people. Head to toe. Number five. You need to come away with high res and low res versions of whatever shots you agree with a photographer now low res tends to be or low resolution shouldn't be slanging it low resolution tends to be 72 dots per inch roughly and high resolution you're looking about 300 dots per inch again just check the details out but the difference between these two is this uh low res uh pictures are really great for the internet they load up really fast and when you put it on your device and start to expand it to have a look at the detail it gets to a point where it starts to get pixelated and blurry, and that's low res and that's why it's great for the internet work um, However, if you are sorry, if your press kit is requested for say journals um magazines um and also some online websites uh, will want your picture, then it needs to be high res and the high resolution is where when you start to expand it on your device and look at the detail. It doesn't change. You can expand and expand and expand and expand. And then you can see the pores on your skin. Yeah, you can. So you need that. You know, one day your poster needs to be on the side of a building. It's going to rock. <laughs> Number six, relax. Um, it's really hard to relax in front of a camera. And it's really much, much, much different than gigging at a gig you've got an audience and you've got you've got that rapport and that response and you've got the sort of engagement but when it's just you and the camera and the photographer it is so quiet and you've got to somehow find energy from somewhere to really exude that hey I'm fine this is great having a good time what I do is to imagine an audience so as soon as she's shooting that camera is my audience And I love the camera, I love the audience. And if you do that, you just relax straight away and the photographer really loves what you're doing and it helps them to work even better and to get more out of you. And then they can get you sort of standing and sitting and lying in particular poses with your instrument just to really, you know, um, grab the brand and uh, who you are through the lens. So yeah, relax. Um, It is hard, it is difficult um my early ones I was quite shy my early ones are probably still somewhere on the internet but I didn't put the really shy ones out I I've kept them hidden under lock and key and you will never see them but uh (laughs) you you'll have your own so you'll have your own but just just relax really enjoy the occasion and finally number seven contract yep we've got to go legal here It's so, so important to be very clear about what it is you have decided before you even get into the studio or on the location that you have that chat with a photographer. Um, Things like, can I use these photographs wherever I want? Um, The medium of delivery, you know, how they're going to get the photos to you? Is it via USB and a physical meetup? Is it going to be sort of um, online on a file sharing platform? That has to be agreed. That's part of your contract. Um, The payment, you know, are you paying everything up front? Are you paying in installments? Are you paying something now for the photo session? And then when you see the final print, those kind of things need to be ironed out. I think with paying everything up front, I would say only do that with someone you trust. But yeah, put it in writing every little description, location, time. Delivery, high res, low res, all of that's got to go into your contract. Who owns a photograph? Now, you are the subject and yes, you are paying for it. But by law, the photograph belongs to the person who took the photograph, which is the photographer. So I've worked with photographers who say, oh no, once you got these shots, you just go do what you need to do with them and they're fine with that, just give me credit. By that it means that if you are using their photograph on the internet or in a journal or wherever, you will say this was shot by ABC person and that's giving them credit. And to be fair, if your, your work is going into journals, they're gonna ask for the photographer and the photographer to just sign off that it's okay to use a photograph. And most photographers don't mind because it's a way to publicize their work and it's really good for them. And the contract doesn't have to be uh, a formal um, written out in these and as in legal language, but it can be just a letter. It can be an email. Your photographer might have a contract. I did have an occasion where I did have an agreement with a photographer and then they changed their mind part way. And that was really difficult. I had to go through my emails to find out, find the contract just to sort of talk about what we'd agreed. So it's really important to have that in writing. Okay, that's it. And if you have any questions, please drop me a line. Info at MillicentStevenson.com. Okay, bye for now. If you've enjoyed listening to today's episode, you might be interested to know that Millicent has written a groundbreaking booklet called Revealed 25 Secrets of the Successful Gigging Musician, Singer, Rapper and Spoken Word Artist. You can get your free copy today by clicking on the link below or by visiting her website, MillicentStevenson.com Millicent is an award-winning saxophonist, founder and creative director of Cofemni, She is currently serving on the Midlands Regional Committee of the Musicians' Union and also the Equalities Subcommittee. She is an endorser of Harry Hartman's Fiber Reeds.